All right. Well, um, we just started a series last week called Ducks in a Row. And all of you got a little rubber duck. And what we talked about is getting our ducks in a row, getting our priorities straight. Because it seems harder than ever to kind of have our priorities straight. And having your ducks in a row is, is kind of a, an old saying about putting what's important first. And, and how's that? what does that look like? Because there's so much that we do. There's so many places we have to be. And, you know, I asked you this question last week. I said, you know, what's important to you? And really, if we were honest, we would say, well, everything's important. You know, when we kind of play like a shell game with our ducks. We're like, well, today this is important. And then today this is important. And then today that's important. And so the thing is, though, is that when everything is important, nothing's important. And so we have to get our ducks in a row. We talked about Nehemiah. Nehemiah, he chose that building the wall of Jerusalem was important. And anytime he got an invitation to come off that wall, he said, I'm sorry, I am doing a great work and I cannot come down. And so that's kind of the, 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 the bottom line of this series is that I, we want you to figure out what your wall is what your priority is, what your non-negotiables are, and, and to get your ducks in a row and make the decision to not come down from your wall. But today I want to talk to you about what that, the order of those ducks maybe should be. Maybe not in a specific sense, but in a general sense. Because you all know this, your time is very valuable. I mean, time is like currency. Your attention is like currency. So let me ask you a question to kind of start today off. What's eating up all of your time? Because it seems like there's just not enough time. It seems like if there's anything that, if we could buy it, what I would buy is more time. Where In time, it seems to slip by so quickly. You know, our kids, they grow up so fast. I mean, this year, it can seem like it's just, we're almost in 2023. Can you believe that? It's like, where did the time go? And the answer is away, okay? That's where the time went. But what is, what is eating up all of your Time. Now, I'm going to do a little um, illustration. Darren asked me if I was doing a magic trick. No, I'm sorry. Uh, but this is an illustration that, that I saw my dad do 25 years ago. He had a jar just like this, actually, that, that used to sit in his office in Sykeston for such such a long time. And uh, so, But you've maybe seen this before. Some of you haven't. But this jar represents our time. Okay, This is the time that we have. And a lot of times, if I pour all of this corn in here... This, this is just a lot of stuff that just fills our time. This is just kind of like junk is what this is, okay? This is just stuff that kind of, you know, distracts us a little bit. This could be your phone. I don't know if you know this or not, but there's this great feature on your phone. It's kind of scary. I bet none of you will look at it, but it'll tell you how much screen time that you've had. If you're brave, there's an app for that, uh, but you know how much time you were on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you know all that kind of stuff. Checking your email, reading your emails uh, on that one app, and you know this could be Netflix, this could be watching sports, uh, this could be just kind of walking around aimlessly around Target. Uh, you know this could just be anything. You know, just the stuff that you just kind of do that just fills your time or takes your time away is kind of what this represents, right? I mean, you'll already see that the jar is kind of like almost halfway full, isn't it? And so if we take that and then on top of that, try to put some of the things that matter, right? 
I mean, like, let's, let's put, like, our career in there, you know? I mean, we got to go to work, and, you know, we have our career, and we have kind of the things that give us purpose and our calling. Some of us, you know, we look at our jobs like that, and so we can throw that in there. And then, you know, I mean, there's, there's family, right? Oh, family is such a big priority. Family is so important, right? So let's throw, you know, dinner in there with family. We got to go see our family. Uh, mom wants to go, you know, to the amusement park, and dad wants to go to Dave and Buster. And so we'll throw that in there and, you know, we got to go see our sister-in-law and all that stuff. So we'll throw it in there. And then there's our health, you know, our health, health is a big priority. So, you know, we've got to go to CrossFit and we've got to go to spin class and we got to, you know, uh, do Richard Simmons sweating to the oldies. Um, so, you know, I've been to the Lair's house. I know there's a VHS of that down there. And so, you know, we got to, got to go do that. Um, Believe it or not, that was the workout I used to do with my mom. That was my first exposure to working out, uh, 80s edition. And so we got to do that. And, and then, you know, I mean, there's that side, that side hustle that you have. You know, don't forget that little side hustle. And, uh, and then it's the end of the week. And so there's church, right? I mean, and don't pretend like you didn't save church for last, right? I mean, it's at the end of the week and stuff. And I mean... Oh, geez. I mean, this thing is like already kind of full. So I mean, like, ah, that's once a month. That's good enough, right? Uh, you know, and then there's small group. I mean, get, I mean, you don't even really have time for small group. Maybe, uh, maybe you can serve. Maybe, maybe. Oh, look at that. We got one, one time on the serve schedule in. That's good. Uh, we're so close, but I really don't have much room for much else, do I? I mean, I really don't. And this is, this is where a lot of us live. I mean, there's just, I mean, look at this. I still got other things that are important to me. I still got all kinds of things that I could be doing or I should be doing, and there's just, there's just not enough room. Now, now, here's the thing. That's how a lot of us live our life, is that our, our, our jar is just full and our time is full, and we just, we just can't do it all. I mean, it's just too difficult to, you know, do, and we don't want to let anybody down, but we just... We just can't. We can't do it all. And that's what we end up telling people a lot. It's like, I'm so sorry, but I just can't do it all. But let me show you something. If we, if we take all of this out, okay, and we get our ducks in a row, if we reprioritize things, everything changes. And here's the thing. Here's kind of the, the, the takeaway that I want you to take away for today is this, is that priority determines your capacity. Say this with me, okay? One, two, three. Priority determines your capacity. When you get your priorities straight, you have the capacity to do so much more. I mean, let's put this, the important stuff in first, okay? I mean, you're at church, so this is kind of a given, but let's, let's put in God first. Let, let's make going to church on Sunday a non-negotiable, and let's, let's make it a priority to serve, and let's, let's, let's make it a priority to be in a group and to pray and to study the Word and to journal and to you know, do some stuff on my own that's between me and God, because after all, this is my relationship with God, right? And, and then let's put in our job, man. Let's, let's make work a priority. So I'm going to show up on time, and I'm going to give my best effort, and I'm going to get enough sleep, and I'm going to, you know, and I'll put my health in there, man. I'm going I'm to go to CrossFit three times this week. I'm going to go to spin class. I'm going to sweat to the oldies until the oldies drop. I mean, I'm going to do all of that, and, and I'm going to spend time with my family. I'm going to make sure that that's good. I'm going to take my wife out on a date night, and I'm going to, I'm going to get the kids. You know, we're going to balance that out. The kids are going to get to do one thing a quarter that's kind of fun and stuff, and, you know, we're just going to do one sport, and, and, and then, I mean, I've got everything in here, right? 
Now, everything has its place. You're like, yeah, but what about that, that other stuff? Are you saying that that other stuff is, is bad, Pastor? No, I'm not saying that's bad at all. But when we put our priorities in first, when we make these the non-negotiables, when we make sure these are a priority, well, then, then I can come back and I can add all this stuff. So, yeah, let's get on Facebook. You know, let's make a... A, a fun TikTok, right? I love those Keppel's TikToks. Those Keppel TikToks, right? Let's make a Keppel TikTok. Uh, let's make an Instagram post. You know, let's Netflix and chill a little bit, right? Let's have some fun. It's 2022. Let's have some Netflix and chill, you know? Uh, let's do all of that stuff. And then what you see is, wow, look at that. Everything fits, right? This is such a children's church illustration, but it gets you the point across, doesn't it? But see, now... Now everything fits. Now everything has its place. But here's the thing we don't get. Is yeah, there are times where we need to cut some things out. There are times where we need to do less of some certain things. But when you get your priorities straight, it really determines your capacity. And when you have your priorities straight, man, I'll tell you, you have a capacity to do a lot but you've got to put the right things first. You've got to have your ducks in a row. Now, here's the incredible thing that happened to me this week, okay? I'm sitting at home, and I'm writing this sermon, right? And I mean, spoiler alert, okay? I'm just going to tell you how the end of the sermon uh, works, and then we'll, we'll cut back here. Um, put God first, all right, spoiler alert, that's the bottom line, okay? Put God first. And so I'm writing this sermon and I'm like, everybody's gotta get their priorities straight. Put God first, boom, right, period. And then the Holy Spirit spoke to me. The Holy Spirit grabbed a hold of me and he goes, you know, you're only writing this sermon for you and people like you. And I said, God, what do you mean? And he said, well, you know, I mean, you're, you're a red, Okay? Now, we've done a personality test before. We used it for uh, married people getaway for two years, and so a lot of you have taken this test, but there's a certain personality test that we really like where there's four colors, and each color represents a kind of temperament, a kind of character, um, a kind of personality, and so a lot of us have taken that. I put a free one out there that wasn't as accurate, but it was pretty good, and, and I'm a red, okay? And so here's what a red looks like. Reds, they want results. Go ahead and put that on on the screen for me. Reds want results, okay? Quick decisions, okay? We're, we're leaders. We're, that's, that's who we are. We, we, we just, we like to put things in order and we're like, we're, we're, the, we're the board meeting people, right? We do a lot of this when we talk to you. We point our finger a lot. And so I was writing this sermon and I was writing this for me because for me, it, it's a simple conversation. Do you want results? Yes, I do. Well, put Jesus first. You got it, dude, all right? I mean, that's, that's the message for me, and that's the sermon I was preaching. But then I realized the Spirit talked to me, and me and God were praying about this, and God's like, you know, there's a lot of other colors in the room. And I said, oh, God, we're about to have some fun. All right. So what I want to do is, is I want to explain these colors to you, because you may be watching online, or you may be here in person. You've never taken this test before. You don't know what they are. And some of you, you know exactly what you are. And if there's anything up in the air, I know what you are, uh, and so don't go in my office. There's a board and everything, but anyway, um, I want to tell you what these are because here's the thing. For me, for me, it's very simple. I've just got to get my ducks in order, and somebody's just got to tell me, if you want the right results, get your ducks in order. Yes, sir. Okay, I'll do that then, but for others of you, it's completely different. 
So for Reds, again, we, we want results, right? Reds, we want results. But the challenge for us is to prioritize things in the right order. And Reds, they're, they're usually choosing the family's priorities a lot of times, right? Us Reds, we're the people who are calling the family meeting. Anybody in here call a family meeting, okay? You're probably a Red, okay? You know, but that's me. All right, family meeting. Here's the deal. This weekend, we have enough time for two activities, all right? Two activities, we have three options. Now, let me tell you why option one is the best. By the way, that is my option. Uh, that's, that's a Red, okay? That's what we do. But there's also some blues in the room, okay? Blues, blues are about orderliness and discipline and doing it the right way, okay? Blues, this is who you are. Don't start saying amen now. Come on now. (laughs) Blues, this is what a blue blue does. Blue looks a lot like this. (laughs) And you go, what are you doing? I was thinking about what you just said. Hmm. You know, blues, when they're trying to choose what to put in their jar, they're doing this. Hmm. My wife, I'll give you a great example. My wife's a blue. It sucks to be married to me. Uh, my wife is a blue, and twice in the last week, one of them, I had an appointment with my counselor, and she said, what did your counselor tell you that you ought to do? And I said, my counselor told me I ought to do this. And she went, Really? Now, this was over the phone, but I could still hear the face. She goes, really? And he thinks that'll work? Okay, that's what blues do. Very next week, she sent me to Braden's Braden's, uh, parent-teacher conference. And I said, hey, just so you know, the teacher told us that when Braden is trying to figure things out, don't let him think too long about it. You know, tell him the answer quick. And she goes, really? That's, That's what she thinks we should do? Yeah, that's what the teacher said. Well, where's she getting that from? I don't know, being a teacher. Uh... Yeah, I don't know about that. We'll see. I mean, that's what blues do. Blues are trying to figure out if that's really what we should do. They're trying to figure out the order because here's the thing. Blues want to do it right. And here's the thing. Blues won't do it until they've figured it out and they they know that you're going to do it the right way. Because blues, I mean, when I put all of those balls on top, blues were going, there's a way to fit all that in there. I know there is. Give me five minutes with that jar and I'll figure it out for you, okay? It's really bothering me, all right? That, that's what a blue does. But blues, they have a challenge. And the challenge for a blue is this, is they won't commit until they know it works and they can do it right. And so blues, when they're thinking about what to put in their jar, they're doing a lot of this. They're doing a lot of wondering. They're doing a lot of thinking. They're doing a lot of figuring it out. If I asked a blue, where are you at in your faith journey right now, I guarantee you that 90% of the blues would say, I don't know, I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> still trying to figure it out. That's a blue. And then there's the greens. Greens are great. Greens are supportive and loyal, and they love harmony. Guarantee you after church that the greens are going to come up to you, and they're going to say, what do you want to eat for lunch? Where do you want to go? What would you like? What would make you happy? Because that's what makes the greens happy, is greens want you to be happy, because if you're happy, the greens can be happy. I see you nudging the person beside you, right? I mean, that's a green. I love greens, because greens do what reds tell them to do. I mean, they're just, (laughs) they're terrific. 
because greed's just want everybody to be happy and want everything to be okay, and they just want you to be good. And so, you know, a lot of times when I talk to a green, you know, if I ask a green, like, hey, why weren't you at church on Sunday? They'd be like, well, my red spouse didn't want to go, so we didn't go, Pastor. I mean, that's just kind of how it goes. I mean, because greens want you to be happy, but, but here's the challenge for a green. They're loyal, and they're good, and they're supportive, but they care a lot about the opinions of others. And this isn't a knock. It's not a bad thing, but a lot of times, Greens are letting other people tell them what the things that should go in the jar are. They're asking them, what, what do you want to do this weekend? What is important to you? What, what, what do you think that we should put in our jar as, as, when it comes to our family or it comes to our marriage or it comes to our family or it comes to our house? What do you think we should put in there? And a lot of times they're, they're letting other people steer the car. Not because they don't have an opinion, but because they just they want harmony and they want everyone to be happy. And then there's my yellows, right? All my yellows just said, hey, okay? Because yellows are the life of the party. Yellows are optimistic, they're enthusiastic, they are friendly. Yellows love to have a good time. Yellows afterwards are like, where are we gonna go to lunch, best friend? Where are we going? Because they're so excited, right, man? Just they love to have fun, and they love to be around people, and they love to be connected to people. And it's just, you know, it's just like, ooh, something new, something exciting. Yeah, that's a yellow. And the challenge for a yellow is this, is discipline is really hard. Discipline is really hard, and they're driven a lot by what feels good. So a yellow will start out going, okay. I know what I need to do, and so I'm gonna put these things first. But then something else will seem really exciting, and it'll be new, and be like, oh my goodness, that, I mean, yellows have FOMO, like crazy. They have a fear of missing out. And be like, oh my, I don't wanna miss that, so okay, let's put that first now, right? And that, that's a yellow, and they have their own challenges. And so here's the thing. When I was writing the sermon, I was thinking about this. For a red, I'm like, well, you just need to you know, put God first. That's it. But for each of us, it's actually a little bit different, isn't it? Because for some of us, it's not as simple as like, well, just tell me the results and let's make an executive decision and let's do this. Because for blues, you guys are trying to figure out if this really works. Who told you that this was going to work? How do we know this is going to work? You're going to have to prove to me that this is a good idea before I do it. And I'm going to figure this out, and I want to make sure I do it right. I'm not going to halfway do it, and so I've got to figure this out first. And greens, they're going, well, is everybody okay? Is everybody happy? I don't want to upset anybody. So are we okay if I put this first? Is this all right? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'll wait until you tell me, right? And the yellows are like, fun things, <laughs> you know what I mean? So they're, they're having a hard time deciding. So for each of us, the challenge is a little bit different. So here's the thing. I, I, I want to speak to each of your colors because not all of us are the same. And so when we look at what Jesus talked about, when we look at the Bible, it doesn't say the word priorities, okay? If you, if you go, what does the Bible say about priorities? You won't see the word priority. But what you see is the phrase, seek first. You see it throughout the Old Testament. You see it throughout the New Testament. And there's a specific time when Jesus talked about what we should speak, seek first. And he did it at his most famous sermon, the Sermon on the Mount. I mean, a beautiful sermon, a sermon that gives us so much knowledge of what the kingdom of God is like and what God cares about. And Jesus stops and he talks about our priorities to everybody. He goes, if you're going to be a, a citizen of the kingdom of God, 
This is what you should seek after. If you're going to put your ducks in a row, this should be what goes in the jar first. This should be the non-negotiables. And so when he talks about it, this is what he says. In Matthew 6, Matthew was there. He wrote this all down. He says, therefore I tell you, this is the words of Jesus, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body or what you will wear Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? These are the things that they worried about. Now again, in the room with all of the different colors, this is what we say. The reds say, I'm not worrying, I'm preparing. You should be glad I'm worrying because without me we would all die. The blues, you go, I'm not worrying, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking. And the greens go, what are you guys worried about? And the yellows go, food, I love food. Have you tried the new place on Cherry Street? This is how we each respond to this. And again, I'm a red, I get it. I tell people all the time, I'm not worried. I'm just thinking of three backup options, right? And the blues, they're trying to figure out. They're just trying to figure it out. They're just trying to think about what you're thinking about. They'd be looking at Jesus a little cross-eyed a couple times. And the greens, they really don't worry. That's what's so great about a green. They don't worry. I mean, they will pet your back and tell you it's gonna be all okay. What they are worried about most is that you're okay, all right? And so they're good. They're great, Support, supportive people. And the yellows, again, yellows really aren't worried either. They'll have a little bit of anxiety from time to time, and they'll worry about, and you have that fear of missing out a little bit, but for the most part, they're good too. I mean, if you, you know, throw something exciting at them and tell them it's gonna be okay and kind of change that, they're all right too. But, but Jesus goes, I know that you guys worry, and that is what they worried about. They worried about food, clothing, shelter, sickness, right? Because all those things, if you didn't have those things, could lead to death. But he says, don't worry, Do not worry. And then he says this. He says, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in the barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And then he jumps forward a little bit, and then he says this. This is so important. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows what you need. This is the question that a lot of us need to wrestle with. And the question is this, is do you really believe that your heavenly Father knows what you need? Do you believe that your heavenly Father knows what you need? You need. The reds are like, well, I think so, you know. I just, I, I, I'm just trying to get everything in order, and I'm trying to get everything done, and I'm just trying to prepare for things. No, 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 look. You're trying to control the situation, and you think that the world centers around you, and you think the world rests on your shoulders, and you think you've got to figure it out, and you think it's your problem to solve, and you've got to lead this family, and you've got to lead this marriage, and you, 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 you. Look, do you think your heavenly Father knows what you need? Then why are you putting so much on your back? Why are you putting so much on your shoulders? And the blues, do you really believe your heavenly Father knows, knows what you need? Now, see, here's the thing for blues. This is why this is a whole different sermon for a blue. Because when it comes to a blue, this is really a question of faith. 
And we've talked about what faith is. Faith is complete confidence that God is and will do what he says he will do. And the thing is, is that this is a question of faith for you. Because again, if I asked a blue, where are you at in your walk with God? Where are you at with your journey with God? Are you doing this? Are you doing that? You're like, I'm still trying to figure that out. I did that as a child, and I don't know if it was what I should have been doing, and so I'm still debating about the, the power of devotions and prayer and scripture, and I'm still debating about... So you're trying to figure it all out, but here's the thing. I want to give you a spoiler alert. You cannot figure out God. God is too big for you to figure out, and I know you want to do this the right way, and you're not going to commit to it until you know you can do it the right way, but here's the thing. God is not asking you to do it the right way. He's asking you to just do it his way. That is the takeaway for the blues today. Because this is a question of not the results that you are seeking. This is a question of what is your faith in. Because you are spending a lot of time trying to figure it all out and do it the right way when really God just wants you. And he's okay if you do it in a messy way. He's okay if you can't do it perfectly. He's okay if the prayer doesn't sound perfect. He just wants you and nothing else, and nothing else. That's what he wants. And the greens, do you believe your heavenly father knows what you need? And I guarantee you most of the greens will be like, yeah, I do. But, and that's not the problem for the greens. The greens don't need a lot of convincing. The problem with the greens is that you care a lot about everybody else's opinion over God's. Because for the greens, That person is most visible. That person's voice, that person's opinion is the loudest. And most of the time, when they tell you what your priority should be, that's what you go with. Because you don't want to ruffle anybody's feathers and you want everybody to be happy, and I get it. But here's the thing. Your father in heaven is a person, too, who is jealous for you. He is jealous for you. Your heavenly father is jealous for you. And there's so many times where your heavenly father goes, I wish you cared about my opinion as much as theirs. Because I know what's best for you. And I know what you really need. And sometimes I I wish that you trusted and went with my option as much as you did with theirs. And the yellows, do you... Do you believe your heavenly father knows what you need? And the yellows go, I do. There's just so many fun things to do. (laughs) And again, the problem is discipline. The problem is discipline. Because there's so many things that can very easily easily pull us away from God just purely because we get easily distracted. Because discipline is very fun. Because here's the thing, very hard. Because discipline's not always fun, is it? Routine is not something that you enjoy. Routine can actually get you quite down. Sometimes you're down and you don't even know it. And you're like, I just need something new. I just need something fun. I just need to be around people. And there's just so many things I don't want to miss out. But the thing is, is that what you need most in your life is discipline. Because your heavenly father knows what you need and knows what you need your jar to be filled with. And then Jesus, he says this. Again, spoiler alert, you probably knew where this was going at some point in the series. Jesus says, seek first his kingdom and righteousness. Seek first the kingdom of God. What should be priority in this jar? What should be non-negotiable is him. 
And look, don't get it twisted. I'm not saying, don't, don't use the word the kingdom of God intertwined with it's equal to church. I'm not saying that. I'm talking about your time with God every day. I'm talking about your time with God in prayer. I'm talking about your time in God in worship in the car. I'm not just talking about what we're doing here on Sunday morning. I'm talking about he wants you every single day. He wants your attention every single day. He wants his will to be your will. He wants to see heaven come down to earth and he wants a relationship with you and he wants to be connected to you so badly and he has so many ways for you to participate in his kingdom work. And that is the church, that's the primary means, the primary activity of God is through the church and through serving and through all of the different environments that we create for you guys. But it's also a personal thing that's between you and God and between your family and God. And he's saying, don't get it twisted. I'm not just talking about Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings. I'm talking about every single day. I'm jealous for you, and I want you, and I want you to make me a priority before Netflix, and I want you to make me a priority before the football game, and I want you to make me a priority before getting on your phone. That's, I want you that badly. And here's the thing. This is what's so mind-blowing about God. This is what's so amazing about Jesus. It's because a lot of us think, well, Jesus is just trying to take my fun away. You know, Jesus is, you know, just talking about, you know, cutting everything out and cutting everything and cutting all these things out of my life. And he's just trying to take my fun and put a damper on me. And that's not the case at all. If, if it was, he wouldn't have said what he says next because what he says next is a game changer. This is the promise of God. This is what Jesus says. If you put me first, this is what you will receive. Seek first his kingdom and righteousness and all these things. All these things, all these things will also be given to you as well. Amen. Jesus says, I'm not trying to take this stuff from you. I, I get it. I, I understand. I'm not trying to ruin your life. I'm not trying to damper your fun. I'm trying to get you to be more effective. Because I've seen you try to put this stuff first and then you you miss out on all these important things. Then, then the ball gets dropped. Then, then all of a sudden something happens in your marriage or to your family or in your relationships or your career gets hurt or your health gets hurt or my relationship with you gets hurt. I'm not trying to take anything from you. You can have all this. That's fine. You can have all of it. The thing that I'm trying to do is to show you how to get your ducks in a row because priority determines capacity. And when you, when you prioritize correctly, you have greater capacity. When you prioritize correctly, you have greater capacity. So here's the thing. For all my reds in a room, okay? All my reds in a room, all you need is a case. And I'm telling you, I've lived my 35 years on this earth as a Christian. I've put my faith in God. And I'm telling you, if, if you are seeking after the results you are seeking after, the only way to find the life of balance, the, the life of joy, the life full of passion and meaning and purpose, the life you are looking for, it is found by putting God first. Period. Seek first the kingdom of God and you will find the results you are looking for. Now my blues in the room, all my blues, I love you dearly. 
but you are trying to figure it out and you are worried about doing it correctly. And this is truly a question of faith. And the thing is, is that, that God is looking at you and going, Do you, you need proof? I see you looking at me like you're not sure if this works. I see you looking at me as you're not sure if this is the right thing. What better proof than you need than the story of God that is there in your word? If you need proof, then go through my word, then read my story, then see the amazing things that I have done with countless people who were so out of whack and so out of balance and didn't have their ducks in a row, but watch when they put their faith in me. Watch what I did for them because I did not put a damper on their life. I made their life full. So what more are you looking for? Why will you not put your confidence in me and seek me first? And for my greens in the room, for my greens in the room, I love you too. But you sometimes care about the opinions of others more than you do about the opinion of God. And sometimes you let other people tell you how to fill your jar and to what you're to fill your jar with. And what you need to do is to care about the opinion of your Father in heaven as much as you do everybody else's. And to seek him first. And my yellows, my yellows in the room, it's not fun being disciplined. I know. It's not fun to be disciplined. But I'm telling you, discipline, hard work, it always pays off. And for my yellows in the room, I'll give you a tip because it's a tip only for you. Honestly, what a yellow probably needs more than anything else is an accountability partner to keep them on track. Yellows always need a good coach, always need a good leader. And guess what? They're probably gonna be a red or a blue. But what I would tell a yellow is yellows more than anybody else need to be in a small group. Yellows more than anybody else need to have an accountability partner and say, look, I need you to keep me on track. I need you to help me keep me on track and make sure that I got my ducks in a row and I'm putting what, what matters first, that I'm, I'm making these things a priority because, man, I tell you what, there's gonna be seasons and there's gonna be holidays and there's gonna be all kinds of fun opportunities that come calling. Oh, they're gonna try to pull me off my wall. And it is real hard for me to say, I'm sorry, I'm doing a great work. I cannot come down. I mean, we just, we hate telling people that. We hate telling people No. But what you need is discipline. See, the message is different for every single one of us today. So let me ask you a question. What would it look like for you, not anybody else, what would it look like for you to seek first the kingdom of God? Only you can answer this question. What would it look like for you? Not anybody else. Not even your spouse. It may be totally different than the person you're married to or the person you came to church with or the person that you're dating or your friends or your family. It's not a formula. It's not a everybody fits all. That's what God told me this week. For you, though, what is it that you need to do to seek first the kingdom of God? What is it that you need to do to seek first the kingdom of God. It's gonna look different for every single one of us. But my prayer is that you would seek first the kingdom of God, that he would be a non-negotiable for you, that when you're filling your jar this week, when you're writing your calendar, when you're deciding what is gonna be most important to you, that the first thing is, is, well, we got God. Well, we got church. 
we got a commitment to serve. And by the way, there's a new serve schedule coming up. So if that's what you need, if that's what you need to write in, if that's what you need to commit to, then commit to it. If, it, if, it's, if it's getting those priorities straight, if it's setting a reminder on your, your phone every day, hey, first thing in the morning, last time at night, while you're, while you're going to work, when it's during your lunch, man, I, I need to get in the word, I need to pray today, I, I need to spend some time with God. Whatever you need to do, it's different for every single one of us. And it's usually some sort of an agreement if you are married and if, you're, if you are in a family, it has to come to some agreement because all the colors are fighting over this jar. Because the kids have things that they think they should, we should put in and our wife has things that we, they think we should put in. Our husband has things they think we should put in. Our family has things that they think we should put in. There needs to be an agreement about what this jar looks like. Because if we don't have an agreement about what goes in here first and last, then we will have conflict. Then things will spill out. Things will be missed. And somebody's gonna get hurt. What does it look like for you to seek first the kingdom of God? Let me pray for you this morning. Father God, Would you help us to put what is most important in this jar first? Would you help us to seek first your kingdom? God, if it's results we're looking for, I have not seen anything as good as you. You are a good, good father. You are a good God. And God, it has always made sense to me to surrender my heart to you. But for others of us, We have a hard time. It's a question of faith. The jury's still out. We're trying to still figure this out. We want to do it the right way, and so we haven't fully committed. God, I pray that somebody in this room today would fully commit themselves to you. That, God, I would commit my life to you, that I would put my faith in you, and that that word faith would not just be a word, but that it would be complete confidence in you, God. God, for all my my, my green brothers and sisters in the room, God, I pray for all the greens for, for, for us this morning. That, that prayer looks a lot different. That prayer is, God, I, I, I get pulled a lot of different directions. And God, man, I, just, I want everybody to be happy. I want everybody to be good. I want there to be harmony in my life and with these people. And God, I know that sometimes I have not always listened to your opinion. I have not always seeked after you first. I know sometimes I've let other people tell me what I need to put in my jar. And God, this morning, I, I, I want to apologize for that. And God, this morning, I want to say, will you, will you help me this week to put you first? Will you help me to seek first your opinion? Because you, you are not just my God. You are my Father in heaven. And you are jealous for me and you love me. And I know sometimes because you're not the loudest voice in the room, that is not always the easiest thing for me to do, but will you help me to do that? Because I want, I trust you and I believe in you and I know you know what's best for me. So will you help me to seek you first? And for all my yellows in the room, God, God, Father, we, I know I'm not the most disciplined person. I know that, man, I get excited about something and it draws my attention away and it can kind of pull me away. But Father, Father God, will you help me to be disciplined? If, if, if it's getting an accountability partner, if it's getting somebody to help me stay on track so I can reach my goals and get my ducks in a row and, and find the life that you've created for me, God, will you help me to do that? Because I do believe that you know what's best for me. And I do trust you. And I, I do have faith in you. So will you help me to do that, Lord? 
we come to you this morning and every single one of us have a different battle to face. Will you help us this morning to seek first the kingdom of God? In your name we pray, amen. Well, hey, we're gonna invite the band to come back up. And I know that this battle is different for every single one of us. And as we continue this series, I hope that you have healthy conversations this week. I'm sure everybody's gonna have a weird conversation in the car this morning. And if you need help figuring out your color, there's tests for that. There's all kinds of things. We would love to help you do that. But truly, I believe that God has your best intentions at heart. God wants what's best for you. God wants what's good for you. He loves you so, so very much. And I hope that every single one of you today walked out of here with a better idea of what it looks like to seek him first. Will you stand with us today as we close in worship?